was like, oh, I hope. <laughs> 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 and we start just like that. We're not cutting anything. We are starting just like right there. Welcome to episode 15 of the TFW podcast. That's freaking wrestling. I am your host, Matt, for the second time tonight trying to do this thing. Join me, as always, our more fantastic co-host, Ishan Rodija. Give it to me. How you guys doing this week? Episode 15, though, for real? 15, 1-5. Feeling great. Hey, I'm doing better than that suburban Chicago internet y'all got out there. That's for sure. Look <laughs> at this guy. Already. So we are back. You guys know what the deal is every single week. I'm thinking we should just maybe change the name of our podcast to something about Vince McMahon because he leads our podcast off every single week, it seems like, for the last month or so. But before we get to that, we got a lot to get to on that. Got a lot of actually in-ring wrestling to also get to. Before we get to that, though, I do want to plug the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast, guys, so you don't miss anything from the three of us. Right now, you listening, you see a plus button or a follow button. Hit that bad boy. All right, so you do not miss any of our drops that we give you guys each and every single week. Also, while you're there, please be so kind and leave a five-star rating if you are entertained by the trio that you see right now and you're listening to, and leave us a review. Okay, we love to hear from you guys and gals out there. I do want to shout out a couple of reviews we did get over the last two weeks. Shout out to uh, T. McDowell and Zarius for leaving us a review over the last couple weeks. Uh, T. McDowell left an awesome one saying, Awesome Synergy. Between this trio, love their passion and detailed commentary each week. Thank you for that, T. McDowell. And then Zarius hit us and said, uh, I am a weekly listener, and now I am reliving my childhood joys of being a freaking wrestling fan. The show is always an easy listen, great banter, and insight for a fan who has been near 20-year hiatus. Very informative cast. I appreciate what each of you bring to such a great show shout out to you guys we appreciate that awesome awesome reviews but yes please leave us a review if you guys don't know of course the more five-star ratings we get and the more reviews we get the higher up the rankings we are on the podcast so more people can see us and find us so please do so once again if you are entertained by us which i know you are because you wouldn't be listening to us let us know how we're doing. All right. Hey, 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 let's hey. get into yes. You gotta go give me their address so I can send them that check for that review they wrote. I will do that if I had it, but I don't have their address. <laughs> so leave another five star review. Put your address on there. All right. So we'll get you guys on that. So I want to start this show by saying where the hell was Mercedes? But I know that is not the top, not yet. <laughs> that's not the topic of discussion that we should start with. So I guess we'll start with Dirty Vince again. But probably more importantly, we'll talk. We'll start with Stephanie McMahon. We talked a lot about Vince last week. Nothing really new happened that we didn't know what was happening with Vince McMahon this week. So let's go to Stephanie McMahon. She did announce, I believe it was on Tuesday evening, her resignation as co-CEO of WWE. Uh, it was less than one week after her father, Vince McMahon, came out of retirement and returned as chairman of the board. Stephanie McMahon was also chairman of the publicly traded company before her father returned on Friday. She shared co-CEO duties alongside Nick Khan, who is now the sole CEO of WWE. We know Triple H, he still remains allegedly, for now, firmly in place as the person driving the storylines on Raw and SmackDown. But 
I have my worries and suspicions on how long that's going to last once WWE is sold. But he is still creative director of Raw and SmackDown. Uh, states here, with Nick's leadership, who is Nick Khan, and Paul Triple H's revenge, I'm not reading that, whatever. Uh, this, I do want to read this. Stephanie did write a statement, and she released this on Tuesday night. She says, WWE is in such a strong position that I have decided to return to my leave and take it one step further with my initial official resignation. I look forward to cheering on WWE from the other side of the business, where I started when I was a little kid as a pure fan. So... That was a lot to digest. If you guys don't know, Nick Khan and Stephanie uh, held a meeting last Friday with the employees of WWE, not the talent. So this wasn't a talent meeting. It was an employee at the office meeting uh, last Friday afternoon. This is really interesting. What she stated at the end of this meeting. So from what we heard, Nick Khan handled the majority of the meeting. It was a lot of, hey, don't worry. Nothing's really changing day to day. Vince McMahon's only coming back to, you know, spearhead the potential sale of the company, but everything's good. Until Stephanie at the end of the meeting said this, and this is uh, word for word from what we heard. Okay, so quote, Stephanie said this. We don't want there to be. Obviously, there will be some animosity. Then she paused and said, not, anim not animosity, angst, natural emotions you might feel. And we want to make sure that we're on top of this and we're communicating what you and everybody has, has all the information that they need. So let's backtrack. Just a few weeks ago, back in December, the board voted unanimously across the board that Vince returning would not be in the best interest of the shareholders. At that time, Stephanie was on the board of directors. This is just in December, just a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh, when the board re-voted to reinstate Vince as chairperson on Tuesday, it was after she resigned, so she was no longer on the board. Which means Stephanie did not want her father, Vince McMahon, back in WWE with any type of dealings. Okay, uh, Word is, of course, there was a lot of people upset and sad that she's gone. Uh, she was very liked in the company. You even saw a lot of wrestlers and people in the wrestling business tweeting at her. Tuesday night with well wishes and good luck and things of that nature. So Rhodesia and Ishan reaction. That is a lot to digest, but I want to throw it to you guys. What is your thoughts on Stephanie McMahon resigning, walking away from the company? She's no longer on the board. So really she has nothing to do now with the company that she was just co-CEO of uh, 96 hours ago. I'm going to have to just take it for what her statement was that she put on Twitter, I guess is what she also wrote on WWE letterhead. Just mentioning that I'm going to return on my, on my leave, but it's now permanent resignation. I felt that when she first left last year, she only came back because of all this was happening. So now that, Hey, dad's back. There's no way of keeping him away. I'm not going to be here anymore. There's no point in me being here. So I'm going to just take that for what it is there. This is the first time that I heard that meeting notes um, as far as what she had on Friday afternoon after Nikon. Um, so that's my first time hearing that. That does sound a little bit um, different. I have some emotions with that, but I'm just going to just take it as, okay, you know what? As a wrestling fan, I'm still very upset with that because I already know where this is going and where this is leading to. 
um, there was a lot of roller coaster emotions over the last 48 hours when all this was coming out and people, you know, having hearing rumors and this and that. But my first reactions is just, you know, Stephanie, thank you for a job well done. Uh, may you succeed and do whatever you want to do and, and love and life. And that's all for right now, because I know there's so much more is coming. So I'm still kind of just at like a just a holding pattern on how, what I really, really feel and what I want to speculate. All right. That's great. Rhodesia gave the PC answer. Ishan, I'm going to give it to you to give up the real. Give us the real on your thoughts on what I just went six minutes on. And we had to hear some type of prepared speech from Rhodesia about, (laughs) I just want to make sure that everybody's happy. And I really don't know. Knowing she was not talking like that on Tuesday night and Wednesday when this information came down. Ishan, the floor is yours, sir. What do you think about this? It's amazing to see that the Vince McMahon has turned into the Mr. McMahon character right before our eyes, right? Right over the internet, this man is turning into the villain of the industry. Because if you look at this, it sounds like he pushed his own daughter out of the company a year ago. And he pushed her out again. If you look at the family history of this thing, you know, now Stephanie, who we thought was going to run the company after her dad left, is out. Mm-hmm. Son, Shane's been out for years, right? And wife's been strange. I think it's going to be an interesting telling in 25 years or so, like the Vince McMahon story, because, um, you know, he's pretty much doing his his family really, really dirty. Uh, as I said, like last week when the stuff broke out, you know, in this statement, I don't remember him verbatim, but he pretty much said that only he can lead this company to to a sale and to the future that it deserves. While his daughter was already in position running the company at while he's with, while he was out, how's that going to make her feel, right? So he's been kind of you know pimp slapping her, <laughs> no pun intended, for quite some time. And you know when you think about family dealings, that's 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 very horrible. Um, I'm sorry that Stephanie is is put in this position as well. I didn't see this coming a couple years ago. I, I thought that she and her husband would be kind of leading this company into the future, not kind of being on the outside of it. Um, I just think that Vince McMahon is not only bad for that company. I think he's bad for wrestling at this point. I think um, Vince McMahon is the biggest heel that I've ever seen. Um, I think <laughs> his is creative is 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 the worst. Like uh, it's been in ten years. I said, hey, put him on the business end. But if he's going to make this many enemies, also within his family, that he's doing to go into this regard to disregard his family. I think he is so out of tune with his fan base, his family life. Now he's so consumed by, I don't know what is the business, um, but I feel like he's driving fans away. He's drove his daughter away. Drove, I mean, it's a, it's a history of, it's a caution tale of like, of, of a man that's just out of whack, man. Um, this is kind of scary times for me as a fan, to be honest with you. So I think uh, for me, what was most telling last, last week we did the pie. We knew Vince was coming back. You know, yeah. we, we went, I think, a half hour just talking about Vince is coming back. That's just crazy. We didn't see this coming, et cetera, et cetera. What I think is the craziness out of all of this, go back to that meeting on Friday. For Stephanie to say in front of employees, we don't want there to be, obviously, there'll be some animosity. And then she tried to clean up and say, not animosity, angst. Natural emotions you might feel. Yes, we know that, Stephanie, but we didn't know you felt that same way at that time. Stephanie felt 
animosity last Friday about this. Stephanie knew exactly when these allegations were going to hit last summer, which is why she stepped away in the first place, in my opinion. She didn't want to be involved in it. Then she gets to come back as co-CEO. How can you turn that down? You can't turn that down, right? But I think that is extremely telling. I said it last week. I don't think we're done with the lawsuits. I think we're going to see more of these lawsuits coming down the woodwork from what he's been doing. Uh, Time will tell on that. So I thought that was very, very interesting. But Tuesday night was definitely a blow to morale from what we've been hearing in WWE. Uh, There's no way that uh, Wednesday was as friendly of a place at WWE as it was before all this came out. So I thought that was interesting. Other part of this, which came out today, Nick Khan recently met with Disney's CEO and ESPN president. So take that for what you will. Okay, there's a lot of rumors that Disney is in line to purchase them maybe. ESPN could be in line to purchase WWE. This part I thought was super interesting, though. In a report that hit a couple hours ago, word came out that Stephanie and Triple H had opposed a sale. They are not and they were not for selling the company. Now, from a creative wrestling on camera perspective, the the worry has now has to be at 9.9 out of 10 that when this company does sell, Triple H is out of here. Maybe on his own accord, maybe not on his own accord. But if he didn't sign up to want to sell the company, you got to believe that he may not be around when this company does sell. So thoughts on Nick Khan uh, meeting with Disney CEO and ESPN president last week, I believe it was. And then also, hey, now the word is fully out that Stephanie and Triple H was not in favor of a sale. Well, I think he's doing his due diligence as far as what's out there, what's really opportunities in selling a company. So I would only imagine that he's going to anybody that is in position to purchase WWE. Um, As far as with Paul and Stephanie, again, I know the whole American dream is to create a business, sell it for a profit, move on to the next thing. But something like the WWE, which is built on the family, blood, sweat, and tears, I I just, just never thought that it would ever be out of the hands of the McMahons. Um, so I still don't really know how I feel about that. But if it doesn't sell soon, I really, well, I guess regardless, sell soon or not sell soon, I think Triple H is out pretty soon as well. And what I mean by pretty soon, probably by mania. Well, they said that um, the goal is to have it sold mid-year. Okay. So uh, you would assume June, July. I think by mania is pretty quick. But I guess not. I mean, we're in January. So if there's a bidder that comes through, pretty soon but there's a lot of course you guys know there's a lot of red tape and a lot of things to look through and audit and all that kind of stuff for the sale to go through but yeah that's allegedly the goal is they want to have it sold by mid-year 2023 yeah it's a lot going on uh with them and i know there's been a lot of rumors that's been talked about you know there's been a lot of fires that that, that's that's been placed in this entire scenario but if you look at the past history of WWE and even and all these sales like you look at when the WCW was being purchased UFC was being purchased they deny everything um, they're not buying they're not buying we're not selling we're not selling and then it's sold uh, so like a lot of these rumors you know we can say that they're not true 
Um, but they denied a year ago, a year and a half ago, that they positioned the company for a sale. Uh, it, this this type of decision doesn't happen overnight. Uh, I know this uh, in December, Vince came out and said like, "Hey, I want to come back and I want to sell this this company." But this has been something that's been on the table for some time, and they've been openly denying this for years. Yeah, and so to say that a lot of the rumors that we're hearing that's being spread are completely fabricated or untrue. Um, if we look at their past history those guys are liars and look I, it, at the end of the day i guess it's you got you know there's a lot of red tape so you know well, whatever it's par for the course even yeah. when ufc sold it was no we're not selling no we're not selling then it's like, hey we're selling then we're selling you know, right so, and you know yeah. nothing's final until it's final so right so i guess they're going to deny it until it actually ends up happening but i think that we can't put a lot of these rumors uh to bed until it actually happens the way it happens because as Rhodesia said, and I echoed that a week ago, like I just can't believe that the McMahons potentially won't be owning uh, this company. Um, and, you know, some of the scary rumors out there, uh, you know, about the company going private. So if let's the company get to goes it. private, let's Triple get H to is it. out. So on Tuesday, of course, we got the uh, Stephanie email that was tweeted out. And I think that happened about 6 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, about 10 o'clock. Eastern time, word hits Twitter that WWE has sold to Saudi Arabia. (laughs) And, of course, Twitter went insane. If you know anything about Twitter, one, we take nothing serious on Twitter. Like, the world could be ending. We know for a fact the world is ending, but people are still going to make sure they get their jokes off. Mm -hmm. So there were a ton, of course, jokes about WWE and Saudi Arabia, but then there was a lot of also angst. Uh, I think anger, there was a lot of fear. I mean, I saw numerous people that came across our Twitter timeline saying, like, I'm done watching wrestling. Like, not WWE, I'm <laughs> done wrestling, watching huh? wrestling wow. because of this. Which I'm like, guys, relax. Like, this is supposed to be entertainment. There's other wrestling companies. and But from their perspective, this is all they know. And I'm sure they have, you know, maybe some personal right. feelings toward Saudi Arabia. I, I, I can see that. I think that's a little deep, but I can see that. So that was... Tuesday night, Wednesday comes, no, the news comes out allegedly, hey, there's nothing to this, uh, which is fine. But this is the funny part. So Barron's, which is the one of the best investing publications, reported today, <laughs> All Elite Wrestling, the top rival to WWE, led by Tony Khan and family, is in the pool of potential buyers for WWE a person close to the potential transaction told Barron's, adding that the Cons would likely look for a financial partner to acquire the asset. Reaction to Tony Khan and All Elite Wrestling buying WWE. Good, good. I'll be fine with that because you just mentioned that they reported that they will be going into a partnership. So at that point, we don't have to have Tony completely spread even more thin trying to book his own primary show of AEW and then also trying to run WWE and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, the partnership would be just financially. So it wouldn't be anything on the, yeah, on the creative side that this is, I mean, I don't think Khan has enough money on his own to buy WWE. He's going to need a partner for sure uh, for that. Which Khan? The father or Tony? Oh, the father. Oh, okay. the yeah, he has yep. a lot of money, but they they want a big sale for this. Uh, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I had the opposite reaction, to be honest with you, when I read that. Um, look, I I love Tony Khan. I love what he's doing with AEW. When he purchased um, ROH, 
that wasn't ideal for me. Uh, I wanted a true third competitor alternative, you know, for us. We you have that. WWE. It's an impact. Again, I wanted a true third competitor uh, for WWE and AEW. But if R- if ROH had to be sold to somebody, I wanted to be somebody with Tony. I know he's going to treat the company with respect. He's going to mm-hmm. try to do his best. But, again, it's going to be another Tony Khan product. So if you like AEW, you're going to get more of it on WWE product if you were to purchase it. You're, you're going to see Tony's vision on ROH, WWE, and you're going to see an AEW. That's too much Tony Khan for me. I, as a fan, need an alternative. I need a different presentation and a different style. I, I don't need Tony Khan, you know, passing out at 42 or whatever it is, <laughs> trying to be creative for a thousand shows. hours of, yeah, a thousand hours of programming each week. You know, him and QT sitting in the office or the men's room or something, you know, coming up with stuff to do. I, that, for, for me as a fan, that's not ideal. Um, it's... A lot of these scenarios that we've heard outside of Disney purchasing the team, I mean the team, the company, aren't ideal for me. Um, man, I just really can't this, – this, this seems like a – I don't say a dark time for wrestling, but as people who grew up on WWE and I understand a lot of those wrestling fans who feel like WWE is wrestling. And in, in America, Americana, WWE in a lot of ways is wrestling for a yep. lot of people. And right now, this uncertainty with this crazy man heading, like, you know, the business affairs for this company, <laughs> potentially, you know, creative in the future. I mean, it's very unsettling for me as a fan. Hey, I got yeah, a, I, a, good, good, yeah. quick, a real quick question. It's maybe coming off as a joke, kind of as a joke, but not really. So if the cons do purchase WWE and Mercedes does show up as Sasha Banks at number 30, I was still right, right, for the Rumble? Don't hit me with nothing. Don't hit me with nothing. I'm, I'm, waiting, for the, I'm waiting for it. The board must not be working. <laughs> there we go. That's what I think of that. Um, that's funny though. So, See, couple couple quick things on this. I'm 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 against the cons owning WWE, and because I feel like we need competition. I said it on Twitter earlier. Um. If it was between, like, Saudi Arabia and the cons, absolutely. Give me the cons. If it was between another entity who we don't trust, out, you know, so not ESPN, not NBC Universal, not, I think, Amazon's name was thrown in there because of the capital they have. If it's, you know, some type of entity where we look and we say, oh, we don't think that they're going to do right by fans or the company, the product. You know, they get get rid of the network or having stuff on streaming and then they go back to pay-per-view. If, you know, if somebody's really, really hands-on with the product that and they fire everybody, that's creative. Take all that outside. I do think you do want some type of competition. So that's why I'm against the cons uh, having it. You would think, though, if Tony buys it or if the con family buys it, I would think partly he would keep the majority of things as is in WWE. WWE is in a, a much higher level when it in everything they do compared to AEW, and that's not a slight to AEW. AEW's been around less than five years. WWE's been around over 40 years, right? So yep. it's just a much bigger global scale. I don't think you buy a, a entity like WWE and then clear house. I don't think that happens, but we will see on, on that perspective. Um, I just thought it was funny because we went from, like, the worst-case scenario for some people's 
mentality on Tuesday night to like that news coming out today. And like, that's like the best case. I, I did say that I don't want it, but I think it may be worth it just to see people's reaction on social media for the first two days, because all of you that only swear up and down, you only watch WWE and all of you that swear you only watch AEW. We put those two companies together. I don't know what you're going to do with your life. I don't know what angry tweets you're going to start tweeting. I don't know if you still want to try to draw a line in the sand and say this person initially was from WWE, this person initially was from AEW, and those are the people you don't like or hate. I don't know, but I would be here for, for that ridiculous discourse. So as we say every week, more will be revealed on this. But, uh, Ishan, to your point, uh, I am just crossing up my fingers that it is not as – dire straits as it could be of course a lot of times human nature is we think about worst case scenarios this could just be par for the course they sell and once again we see no difference with tv product uh, but we will see i, I don't that know that would be the hope that's the hope yeah so before we actually get to on screen wrestling and have some fun with some of these topics anything else you guys want to discuss surrounding the wwe sale or stephanie mcmahon or triple h or anything like that Nope. Hey, I do have a scenario. I would like my perfect scenario in all of this is uh, Stephanie and Paul pulling pull, pulling in their money, getting a major backer, and buying a company from Vince. And if we can get that to, to happen, all will be right in the world. We'll have Stephanie. We'll have Paul running the company for the future for the fans. That's what we need. Hey, how long is Dwayne's money, or Seven Production, or whatever he's representing? How long is his money? Can he's, he even he's got money. Chance? Of course, he he would have to have a partner also. But remember, okay. him and Nick Khan are very good friends. Ooh. I said a while ago, he had tweeted a year ago, or it was in last year. It wasn't toward the end of the year. It was after he bought the XFL. I remember this. I know he tweeted, or Instagram, because he's big on Instagram, that he's working on something in 2023 that would be massive, like unimaginable big for him and when he said that i was like hmm i wonder if he's got a plan to do something now granted this is before all the allegations came out with vince and you know who knows what that how that might play itself out but i've always said like man how crazy would that be he comes back to wrestle roman at mania and then he announces like hey yeah now i own this i would love that (laughs) he'd be the true head of the table true head of the table true head of the table (laughs) (laughs) all right so like i said now let's uh, let's have some fun. Of course, let's talk some WWTV that we actually see on TV. Let's start with SmackDown from from last week. Uh, great promo segment with the Bloodline. If you guys did not see it, Roman raised his voice for like the fifth time in the last two and a half years to Sammy. Sammy caught his shot. If you guys remember that they would win against KO and John Cena, they didn't. Roman's like, hey, do you think you're me? I call my shots, and I deliver. You didn't deliver. They kind of went through that whole thing. Do have a question for you guys. After watching that promo segment, then Sammy, or not Sammy, but then Roman being the master manipulator that he is, backstage segment, sits Sammy down and basically apologizes, right? Like, hey, I'm sorry, et cetera, et cetera. And they end up eating popcorn watching the main event, all is well, allegedly. I did think watching that promo segment, though, we've been talking all this time about, damn, here it comes. This is the week. This is the week where Roman turns on Sammy. Damn, here it comes. This is the week the bloodline turns on Sammy. What is the possibility that it's 
the other way around. What's the possibility that Sammy turns on the bloodline in a face move and not the bloodline turning on Sammy in the heel move? Would you guys like that? Knowing that, hey, we're heading to, of course, Rumble. We got Elimination Chambers in Canada. Let's not forget that in February. And then we have Mania, of course, in L.A. What's your guys' thoughts on, hey, is that a possibility? And if it is a possibility where Sammy turns to help KO and they're the good guys, they're the faces in this feud um, in that situation, would you, would you guys like that? I don't think that's a bad scenario, to be honest with you. I told you guys a couple of shows back when we talked about the possibility of Sammy wrestling Roman at uh, WrestleMania. And if you look at how this story is going, the dynamic between Roman and Sammy, it has to end there with those two in the ring. Um, people are already chanting Sammy every week. Um, that could make sense. That could get us where we need to go. Because I, I feel like if you look at this point, how the story is going, like the story is definitely just Sammy and it's Roman. It's not Jay. It's not Jimmy. The only how this can possibly turn into a bigger match with somebody else in the bloodline between Sammy and Roman is if, mm -hmm. you know, maybe Jimmy's been this, the, the, the culprit this whole time, you know, talking in Roman's ear. Maybe he's been in Jay's ear. You know, he thinks that Jimmy is, has been his, on his side this whole time. But no, Jimmy's been the guy talking slick behind his back the entire time. Now his brother's hype on him. KO comes back. There, now, it's K, now it's KO. It's Sammy. It's them versus the Usos. But however we can get to a Sammy and a Roman match for me is ideal. What so you then think, you would rather have – so you would rather have as big of a Cody fan you are, you wouldn't want Usos versus Sammy and KO either at Elimination Chamber in their hometown in Canada or at Mania for those tag titles. They take the titles off of them and Roman and Cody – at Mania, you'd rather kind of wipe all that clean and just say, give me Sammy versus Roman at WrestleMania. I think it's the other way around. I think putting Cody in there is wiping everything that they've done clean because, you know, Cody's been gone for so long. Mm -hmm. um, we're, you know, we're in the middle of January right now. We got Mania coming in April. I mean, there's so much story and equity that's been built in that storyline between those individuals. Um, we're only going to get Cody probably by the end of the month, maybe in towards uh, Mania. So, of course, if he wins the Rumble, you know, then we have a couple of months to get him integrated in the storyline to get him hot and ready for Roman. Um, but it is so much story equity is built in those characters at the current moment, especially with the reaction that Sammy has been getting particularly. I think that the Sammy story has turned into such a big monster that mm -hmm. that's kind of wiped out clean with whatever plans they can possibly have. So for me, I think if we don't get a... Uh, Roman Reigns versus The Rock at Mania. I think Sammy might be the guy right now. It doesn't have to be like Cody has time to get that championship. Right. Um, I think uh, a Cody and Roman in the future is going to be big time money. But I think right now the juice is with Sammy. Well, I'll say what I said a few weeks ago. I would not want Sammy and Roman at Mania. So even if we couldn't Sammy get The Rock, I love Sammy. But I do not want that as a main event um, at Mania. I just don't. So if that's we wait for Cody, I, I just truly feel the next time Roman has a title match, he probably, especially around that time with the next several months, he probably should drop it. And I just don't think Sammy is the person he should drop it to. So then Sammy loses, and then where do we go from there? 
Again, I'm not a booker, but I don't want to see Sammy and Roman. Like I said before, I'd rather see Jay and Roman. So everything you just said there, Ishan, how about it was Jay who was from the very beginning being the right-hand man, like, man, this is some BS. Man, I, I'm so over this guy. I can't wait till I get where I'm where I want to get him to, and then, boom, I'm going to turn on him. So I'd rather see Jay and Roman versus Sammy and Roman. I know Sammy is the hot one. Everybody loves him, but I do not want that as a main event. That's not very oozy of you. That's not. Then, if that's what you think. So then no. – uh, so are you open to them or Sammy turning on the bloodline as as a face opposed to the bloodline turning on him as heels? I'm open to any of it. So even even if Roman and Sammy were against each other at Mania, I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to be excited. I'm still going to have um, a high standard for that match. Um, and I'm going to go with this ride. But, yeah, as far as you mentioning him turning against the bloodline as a face move, I never really quite thought about that. Um, I think that Sammy will keep his fans, and I think that actually probably will be a really good way to go because I do think it's going to be that Sammy and KO being the tag champs. And that's probably why it's conflicting in my head why I would want Sammy going after Roman, um, just because I, I don't really see Sammy as the WWE champion. I, I just don't. So I, I, I'm that person. Remember how uh, like how um, passionate and emotional I get when the guy that I root for don't win. We've talked about this on the show many a times. I wouldn't want Sammy to have to be in that position again and then lose against Roman. All right, so you guys know I love when you guys are talking, my, my wheels get spinning, and I love to create these false narratives. Ishan, I got one for you. Rhodesia just said she wants the Saudis to buy WWE. Oh, God. So Sammy Zayn is not world champion. Wow. So he cannot defend his championship in Saudi Arabia. Nope. <laughs> Actually, that's a really great booking, but no, uh-uh. They said that's great booking. Yeah, no. Nope. I'm going to be like those wrestling fans on the Twitter and be like, you know what? I'm never watching wrestling again if they did sell it to Saudi. Hashtag nah, that. son. Nah. Hashtag that. Um, <laughs> LA Knight is TV gold right now. And the reason why I'm yeah. so impressed, the reason why I'm so impressed <laughs> with LA Knight, he's carrying the feud because he's feuding by himself. He sure is. Bray is feuding with Uncle Howdy. So <laughs> L.A. Knight is just out there cutting these promos, getting himself over in a fantastic way. Give me some L.A. Knight any time of the week, twice on Sundays. I think he's going to have a massive 2023. Knock on wood if nothing changes in regards to creative direction. But, um, yeah, I, I had to shout him out. Did you guys see anything he, he did on SmackDown with this promo Friday? Uh, real quick, no, I didn't, but I just want to mention when the feud first started, I knew we were in store for something completely different when um, Bray was like, hey, I'm going to give you this once. Hey, you said you made a mistake. All right, I, I'm going to give you this one. And then he smacked him again and took off. I'm like, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like that before. So I knew at that point we were in store for something amazing. No, I'm going to keep talking about it. You know, crazy Vince made him <laughs> – Man, uh, Max, I don't know his name. Max Dupree. Max Dupree. He made him Max Dupree. Like, it, I, I don't know how many times I can keep saying how bad of a judge of character or superstar that Vince is in 2022, 2023. He's just horrible because when I saw LA Knight in NXT, I feel like he's going to be one of the guys that actually does better on the main roster than he sure. did in NXT. I felt yeah. like his over-the-top persona, his mic skills, this was going to be main roster written all over it. And he's delivering because, like you knew he would, this this man can talk. He has a lot of charisma. 
I'm like, yeah, I love everything about he's doing. Like, it, I, like that's that's what the company needs. That's what wrestling needs is more large in life characters, and he definitely has that stretch with his promo. I think he's gonna have a, a awesome face run. I know he, you know, started this turn as yeah. a heel, um, and I think he's kind of positioned as a heel. But with the the promo, the catchphrases, you know, he's definitely a future face in that company. I think he's doing phenomenal. He is. He, he really, yeah, he really is. is. So I, I had to shout him out. Um, that was really kind of my my two big pieces from SmackDown. Do you guys have anything for SmackDown you guys wanted to go over before we transition to Raw this past Monday? Uh, I'm interested to see, again, more of this Rey Mysterio and Karrion Cross story. I was happy to see Scarlett in the ring, have a little bit of time on TV wrestling. Um, and then at the end... The, She's presented them with the Ray Ray mask. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. again, I'm ready. I'm ready for that get to get going. We they have shown this what maybe about a month now. So I really want this to be something that's ready to get hot and get going. And then just um, regarding Charlotte, she's definitely a face. So <laughs> she is. <laughs> she's definitely a face. And, and you know, and I couldn't stand Sonya Deville, but man, it just seems like anything they give her ever since even NXT. She takes it and runs with it. So I have to give props when props is due. And Sonya, you kill it every time. And give props to that Memphis crowd. They are still keeping whoop that trick alive <laughs> and well. 17 years after that movie came out. <laughs> Shout out to them. Wow. Has it been that long? Yeah, I man. It's been a long time. Woo! Been a long time. We getting up there, man. But, yeah. hey, I love Charlotte ad-libbing. It's like, hey. I got you, yeah. Trick. <laughs> <laughs> really good stuff. Really good stuff. Uh, so let's move on to Raw. It was going up against uh, college football's national championship game. I didn't think Raw was that great. You know, I had some fun on Twitter, you know, Monday just making jokes, but I thought Raw was very average overall. Next week should be really interesting. They're going up against a NFL playoff game, and it's two weeks out from the Rumble. So Triple H and his team is going to have to – Way, how much do we give away Monday, being two weeks out, knowing we're going to have probably a record low rating because of the NFL playoff game, uh, opposed to how much do we just jam-pack the go-home show next Monday. So I think that's going to be interesting to kind of see how that plays itself out. But a couple of highlights. Ishan, I know you were there for it. They are absolutely putting the pieces together for a Hurt Business reunion we saw a awesome interaction between um, – I was about to call him MJF. <laughs> wow. MVP. Man, oh, man. MVP and Bobby. Where Bobby says, hey, I, thanks for having my back, but I'm good right now. And MVP saying, hey, got you, but if you need me, I'm here. We absolutely now know that we're going to get that sometime. What do you guys think about their interaction? When you're ready to do business. Give me a call. Like, I, I love it, man. I, I can't wait till we get there. Um, definitely. Um, I did miss the, 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 the four-way match at the end, but I loved how, what? you know, yeah. You talking hey, about the hour you, match? Oh, my God. Was it hour match? Yeah. It was an hour, uh, man. It was basically the whole entire third hour. Yeah, yeah your boy, yeah, I fell asleep. And not because it was boring. It's bad for me. I thought it was. <laughs> it just was a long day for me. But, uh, yeah, I fell asleep. I tried to go back and watch it on my sling and – it was deleted somehow. So, um, but definitely, I saw that um, interaction between P and, and and Bobby, and I'm like, yeah, here we go, here we go. And I love that Shelton, because Shelton, gosh darn it, man! Look, I know that the guy's like 50 or something, um, 
but he looks in phenomenal shape. He still can go in the ring. Cedric is great in the ring. Like I'm, I, I want them to get behind these men because they have too much talent to be off TV. Put them together. Let them have some great matches. Put P back with Bobby because hey, I like Bobby. But one of um, our friends, I'm just gonna shout him out. Shout out to Brandon. Uh, he's also he's a mutual friend, but he also is a strong supporter of the show. He's a guy who hasn't watched wrestling in over 20 years. And he's starting to watch it again, listening to our podcast. He's starting to get into it. So shout out to him. But he said, Hi, that, hey, Bobby, he, he said that Bobby need to get a, a, a big boy voice. And um, <laughs> and that's what P is. P is that big boy voice for MVP. You know, he, he he's the guy that kind of put you know, lights to fire. And, you know, and Bobby comes out there and he's delivered. So I can't wait to see the Hurt Business again. Um, and we might be getting what? We might get some baby face uh, judgment days pretty soon. I don't know what's going on. Judgment day versus the hurt business. Can we get that? Well, hey, real quick before we move on to hurt business, then Rhodesia, I'll throw it to you. It was two things that I'm really excited about. One, uh, Shelton just had his 20th year anniversary with WWE last week. So to your point wow. about, hey, let's hopefully try to get him that one last run before he's done. He's somebody that we still never saw what he could be in WWE. No, I no. get he's not a great promo. But what he could do in the ring is just still off the hook. Uh, so that was number one. Number two, the other thing I'm excited about, put Amos in hard mm. business. Be the new you know, nation I, of domination. Man, <laughs> I, I think he could learn a lot from them, of course, behind the scenes. But then even on camera, I, you know, I don't know if they want to go face or heel. But I do think he could be a welcome addition to the hurt business because I can't see – you know, them just forgetting about him, you know, to the wayside on SmackDown. So those just are make sure, things. Just, just make sure he stands there and doesn't get in the ring. I'm good with that. Hey, he's the heater. And he could be a great heater for those three. What you got, Rhodesia? I actually didn't think Raw was that bad. I thought Raw was actually solid. And that's probably because how much I love that, um, what's it called, the tag team turmoil. I just call mm-hmm. it a good match. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> insider, right? We call it Gully. Never mind, never mind. Uh, but I, I really like that on the show. So for me, just and we got the Cody video package. That was pretty awesome. I love um, the Cody video yeah, package. Yeah, that was really, really cool. And then again, the one hour Gutling match or the turmoil tag team match. Um, I really like that match. So overall, I actually thought Raw was a, was a decent show. So you mentioned two things out of a three hour show and you thought it was good. Well, because that was about an hour and 20 minutes of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah so you're right. You that was an hour. That was an hour of it. <laughs> See, there you go. Uh, to the Cena, not Cena, um, Cody, mm-hmm. that video package, what, what do you guys think about, at this point, he's got to be in the Rumble. I think we always knew, even when he hurt himself, and they gave that timetable, we're like, he'll be back for the Rumble, back last June. Do you like this presentation of video package after video package, documenting you know, his struggles when he went out and the rehab, or would you rather had them not made a mention of Cody and then having that music hit at either number one or number two at the Rumble? I, I would have to think about that. Um, I don't know. What you think, Ajan? You know, I kind of like it because normally that's, that's what they would do. I kind of feel like that's classic, mm-hmm. right? You just have a returning hero come back and conquer um, but I like that they're retelling his story because that match and him wrestling with that brutal injury, that brutal-looking injury, too. Yep. I think the the way that injury looked is really would add a lot of um, fire to that fuel um, or fuel to that fire, however it goes. Um, so them retelling that story, revisiting that injury and how gruesome it was and had he gutted out an entire match. And I believe, didn't he win? 
that match. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Remember, he swept uh, Seth. They had three matches, I believe. He won all three of them. Yeah. And so I think that I think I think it's actually pretty good. And I think kudos to Triple H. Damn it, Vince. Um, of, of doing this with, with Cody because, look, you know, Cody coming back with so much um, uh, passion back to WWE, a company he's been gone for, for a couple of years. Right? I, how long was he gone? Like three, four years he was gone? Yeah. I thought it was, it was yeah, about four or five, I thought, but I don't know. But he, he comes back, and he immediately gets over again with that audience. Mm-hmm. But almost as soon as he's getting over, boom, he's out. Right? So now mm-hmm. them kind of introducing – that character and his story back to the universe, I think it's going to help give him more, uh, even bigger pop when he does eventually return. Right. Because we're, what they're kind of doing is like, they're, they're kind of cooking, right. They're, they're, they're right. seasoning. They, they're getting, they're like, they're doing, they're prepping the kitchen for a Cody return. Right. So then when we actually get that food, we've been smelling it, you know, we've been seeing it kind of, you know, bubbling. Now our mouth is watering. Now we're ready to dig in. So hopefully when he does debut, cause I'm, I'm hoping for a big, huge run. I, I want nothing but success for Cody. Cause I've been riding for Cody since day one. I think it's time for him to be a world champion. He should have been a world champion, AEW. And I'm looking forward to him to accomplish his dream goal of being a champion in WWE. I'm not sure what WWE he's going to be champion of by next year, but I, I look forward to seeing him accomplish his goals. I like it to go back to your, your, your question. Two quick notable mentions too from raw. I forgot was the whole um, uncle howdy showing up on Alexa this time. So this is going to be kind of interesting to see how this plays out. I mean, it like they went, mm-hmm. they fade to black as soon as he, like they yeah. showed him the door and then they went to commercial and then they were gone. So, that had me kind of like, oh, what did I just miss or what happened? You know, I was like, what did the crowd see that was there that was live? Um, and then what is it called? It's called the Samoan Spike that Solo does. It, yeah. it, it's the this evolution of it is like really really cool and sick. So that was he the killed only off was with it yeah. this past Monday. If you guys did mm-hmm. not see it, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Go check it out real quick. Typically, he'll just hit it from a standstill position. He threw Dolph up in the air and yeah. caught him coming down. And of course, we know Dolph is one of the best sellers. Since Shawn Michaels, he did his job of putting Solo over Monday night. So shout out to those guys. Yeah, but it was a, a really good finish to that match. What else did I have from Raw? Um, 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 um. Oh, speaking of the Rumble, because we just talked about Cody. Word came out this earlier this week that Jay White, who was just New Japan World Champion, he lost to Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Word is that he is looking to move to the United States. And his contract is up, I believe, either this week or next week. We've talked about it, Ishan, way before we started the podcast. I think we may have even made mention a couple times on the podcast of Jay White is a teller-made, legit (laughs) superstar. And he can be in the United States. I don't think we've even seen us scratching the surface of what he can be. We talked about it before. Hey, AEW, WWE, he'll be successful anywhere. He's the one that should probably go to WWE. I've always said Osprey. No doubt. It has AEW written all over him. Give me a Triple H-led WWE with Jay White. I think it would be fantastic. Thoughts on if we see Jay White in the Rumble and just how big of a fan of that you would be? When is this contract due? Like, or up? Very soon? Yeah, they're saying it. They're they're saying saying either this week or next week, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Before Vince took back over last 
week, I would have said absolutely WWE. There are only, like you said, certain people who could, I feel, be successful in WWE the way that the machine is. And you're right, he would have been one of them. I don't know. So at this point, if Paul is still chief content creator, I'm going to say, or uh, whatever the, his position is, I would say WWE. Because I think he would probably get lost over in AW just right now. That's how I feel deep down inside okay. in my heart. Deep down no, I, I definitely agree with Matt. Uh, we've talked about it. I think Jay is tailor made for WWE. I, I think that he can be a, a Seth Rollins type heel for that show. I think he because his his mic his his mic skills is very underrated. He has a a, a certain charisma about him um, that I think that would translate well as a villain in that audience. Uh, he's a great wrestler. He has a great look, and he's still young. I think I don't think he's thirty Super. yet. Super young. Yeah, man. so I think he's entering his prime years right now, and I think going to WWE where they really appreciate uh, characters, and I think he can be a, a larger-than-life character on that show more so than he can be in AEW. Um, that show is not conducive to a lot of character work right now based on the way Tony does those shows. So I'm definitely looking forward to him. But, you know, going with Jay, I mean, it seems like everybody in New Japan is up because we got uh, – we had Tonga. To a, a yeah. Tamatanga. Mm -hmm. um, there's rumor about him as well, his brother. Cause, and that's going to be very interesting because there's a Loser Leagues Town match, right? On the next show, it's going to be Jay White versus, uh, I, I can't think, I can't pronounce his name, but Tamatanga's brother. Um, so, when is that match? Do you know when it is? Gosh, I mean, I, I, I thought, I want to say I thought it was, uh, we have to look it up during the show, but I thought it was uh, in February show with, with uh, Mercedes. Um, but with mm. Jay potentially being up sooner than that, maybe it's sometime this month before the Rumble. I'm not sure, but that's a match to look out for because if both of those wrestlers are slated to potentially jump over, who wins that match and who loses that match? Because that'll kind of tell you, right? Like that took the scale, like who's coming and who's not, right? Or does both of them end up leaving? <laughs> like it'll be <laughs> definitely interesting. I think now is the time, definitely for Tama. Um, you know, he's a little bit older. And, um, you know, he, he has the, the, the few prime years that he has left. I think it would be awesome for him to be on WWE TV because he has a very, very big personality as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing Jay, uh, Tama, and his brother potentially come over um, because there's definitely room for him on those TV shows. Yeah, if you guys don't know, there was also a word that came out that WWE was interested in Tama Tonga as well. Who He just actually won the uh, U.S. New Japan belt from uh, Carl Anderson at New Japan just a couple weeks ago. But, Ishan, you made a uh, comment about characters and how he's a great character. He'll work in WWE. I'll tell you who else is a great character. And he showed it again on Monday. And that's Prison Dominic. Oh God. Prison Dom showed no up doubt. with the Judgment Day. Gang banging. As I said, Monday night, if Prison Don does not make you smile, we just can't be friends. I thought that was hilarious in all the good ways I cannot continue to, to watch him evolve in being more ridiculous each and every single week. That was one of the highlights for me on Raw was just seeing Dom come out there looking straight like a special character from Saints Row. Hey, yo, low-key he did with the purple. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely he did. Absolutely did. You know, that's, that's one of the great things about doing this show is seeing not only seeing the, ev the evolution of Dom, but seeing the evolution of you guys' fandom for Dom because you guys were hating on him for years. And I said, no, Dom, that a little Dom, Dom sucked for, oh. for years. <laughs> he was trash. 
Damn it. I watched I watched almost every single match Dom had, and Dom ain't have it. He didn't. He just didn't have it. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Ray would tell you he didn't have it. But he has it now. Yeah. They're, they're doing a really good job with him now. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, I got a hot take, and then we can move on unless you guys got anything else from Raw. You mentioned earlier the hour tag match, which was very good. I thought it was a smart way to basically have content for an hour and not give multiple matches away. But I do have a hot take, and my hot take involves the Street Profits. Uh-oh. Y'all know I love Montez Ford. Uh-oh. Okay? But Dawkins is 100% outshining him right now. And to me, it's not even close. Dawkins has evolved so much in the last three to five months or so. And yeah, I know Montez was out with an injury, but Montez is stagnant. He's got to evolve much, much sooner rather than later above just flips and over-exaggerated faces that he makes. That's really all, all he's given us. He's given us hot tags with the flip over the rope. He'll do the flip over the turnbuckle. He'll do the flex. He'll do the black flip, and he'll do a, um, a black a black flip. Instead of black, black flip. flip, he is black. I guess right? he's we black. Got, he's, yeah, we got. We, <laughs> and then and then he's got the frog splash, and that's it. And then you know, of course, it's more than just moves, but uh, he's got to give me more. Like I'm I'm not as high as I was on him previously. We know which, he can which still you be from incredible. I need I need more. I need I need more than what he's giving me now. You put on a match right now, and then I would say you can probably rewind all the way to August of last year. You wouldn't be able to tell which one was from twenty twenty three and which one was from twenty twenty two. And I think that's an issue. Because you can with Dawkins. Okay, so to that point, let's ride with that for a moment. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with you, but when you had a talent that's so special like um, shoot. Why did the name just leave me right there? He's the about Dawkins? No, nope, not Dawkins. Who are we talking about right now? Montez. Bianca says Montez. 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 When you had an athlete who's so agile and has always been that level of when we see him do the frog splash, he's 10 feet in the air. I'm exaggerating. But when he's been so good, mm-hmm. how do you, how can you measure that growth versus something like Dawkins where he had been kind of just – uh, you know, just in the, in the background. So you're going to see that growth a little bit more than you would, like you said, you rewind from now and three months ago. I think that's a little bit unfair that you compare that way. I do agree that he is stagnant. That injury did not help him because he, I felt he was about to take off. Mm-hmm. But Dawkins did what he was supposed to do. He said, you know what? I'm tired of being outshined. This is my opportunity right now to come up and show out. And he has stepped up to that plate. So. I'm happy for both of them because now we can see Dawkins not being the, as the other person. He's actually pulling his weight in and right now. From your eyes, he's pulling Montez. He is yeah, not Marty I agree Gennetti. with that. I, I agree with that. Like, I think that the growth of Dawkins is what's kind of what's what you're seeing, and, and that's great for him. Like I said, while Montez was healing, and that's what happens with tag teams, right? One the part when the partners go out and all of a sudden they're both on the show. So Dawkins took that time to get better in the ring to get his physique right. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they re-debut, he can do something. So now, you if you go back six or seven months ago, like I can't tell you how many Dawkins spots I remember. Uh, right. I think he had a good uppercut, but that's about it. It was very, <laughs> very Montez-centric. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think what you're seeing is that now Dawkins is really doing, he's really adding a lot. 
Now, you want to talk about like some of the spots that they have. I think they have the ready-made spots. So that might be something that they can work on internally to mix it up a little bit to kind of change the formula. I think you're 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 seeing that the tag teams kind of form formulaic and on like their their hot tags and things of that nature. And I think that's them being more creative in what they're doing, maybe integrating some of the surge, uh, synergy that Dawkins has now, some of the the inside out game that he's developed over the uh over time because that that over the top flip that he did was amazing Ooh, for a dude his size man right i mean that's it's a really amazing scene so i think I, I, I remember i remember a few weeks ago there was this other big guy in wwe oh, that tried to do, do a this. flip come on let's go over let's the move top on. rope let's move the i can't i can't come remember on, i know on. i was there at the we show said we're not gonna talk about this anymore. oh my bad my bad my bad and, he, right. and he had a match with ricochet too Oh, hey, so you know exactly what I'm talking about then. <laughs> no, we we not we not doing that. We not doing that. But but I would like for me going back to Street Profits. I I think there's still some juice with that team. I like to see the both of them come come together to shake up their tag team. Yeah, um, I think this it's, it's they need something. I'm not ready for them to break up. No, but I definitely no, think yet. they need to add another layer to their presentation. Something. I'm not sure if it's a heel turn. I'm not sure if that's what I need from them, but I do need for them to take the next step as a team. And I think now and what it could time. be too, what it could be is we just need them to fight for something. With the Usos having both belts, yeah. these tag teams aren't fighting for anything right now, right? And that's part Number of the problem on Raw. Yeah, I mean, even, you know, yeah, we got the U.S. title, but we need, we need that big prize on both shows. And I think we'll get that now sooner rather than later. Before we move on to AEW, I do want to – give a shout-out and congratulations to Ricochet and Samantha Irvin for them getting engaged on Tuesday, which uh, they sent their tweet out, I think, like 20 minutes before Stephanie sent hers out. So it was like <laughs> the highs of highs and lows of lows if you are a WWE fan. If you don't know who Samantha Irvin is, she is the incredible SmackDown ring announcer that we get to hear every single Friday. Her and Ricochet have been dating for years, and uh, they are now engaged to be married. So Aww. shout out to them for sure. And I didn't know she was a singer. Like, her voice is beautiful, like it singer. Is. Yeah, I did not know that until just recent. So shout out to them. Yep. All right, AEW. Boy, oh boy. Probably the, the best compliment I can give AEW is I was watching Dynamite this week, and I felt like – Anyone that has nothing but negative things to say about AEW has not watched a full episode of Dynamite. I don't know how you could watch that episode this week and say to yourself, this show isn't entertaining, fun, and good. I thought you was about to go the opposite route because I was about to start challenging you. Like, hold up, bro. But okay, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off there. You thought I didn't didn't like the the show? Yeah, the way you led it. I'm like, where is he going with this? Is he about to say, like, this was, like, another bad show like Raw? I was about to say, hold up. I'm about to go down the list of stuff that was great on. It's called, it's called getting, giving our fans on the edge of their seats, right? They want to they <laughs> hear. I got to take them on a ride. I just can't go in and just be like, man, AEW had another great show and just keep it moving. <laughs> I guess can't I can't do that, right? I, we got, got ebbs and flows to the show. We got ebbs and flows to the show. Yeah. But I thought this week was fantastic. I really, really did. There's a ton. I'm going to throw it to you guys because I got a lot from this show that I could – Touch on, I think, probably the biggest thing besides no Mercedes. You know we got to get into that. Okay, but Adam Adam Cole being back was fantastic. Let's go ahead and give him everything under the sun on 
how fantastic that promo was, and it was great to see him back. It was a surprise. I'm going to assume Tony Khan said, hey, we'll give him Adam Cole this week because we're not giving him Mercedes. <laughs> I think Shot it was good, though. That was a, yeah, yeah, that's still a fair exchange, I believe. That was a fair exchange because she's still showing up number 30 at the Rumble. What a saying. promo from him and just a top talent feeling from him. You know, they were in L.A. last night. A lot of, you know, movie stars in the crowd. I am going to assume a lot of folks maybe watched AEW last night that probably traditionally doesn't watch AEW. I would also assume there was probably some people in that crowd that had never been to an AEW show before, you know, last night. And I think he came across as such a big deal, such a big deal. They cannot waste him. I felt like he was wasted a little bit on the first run. Yes, he was on every single show, so he got a little tiresome in my eyes. But he came out there and cut a I – mean, I don't, once again, I don't want to use hyperbole, but he, that was a career-level defining type promo because everything he said in there was legit. He truly did not know if he was ever coming back. He truly had those two horrendous concussions back-to-back. So for him to be able to come back – as a face, it looks like. Now, granted, he can come and super kick somebody next week, and we're like, oh, he's back to being the heel. But I think he put this, you know, the stake down last night that I'm back and things are going to have to start running through me. So, Ishan, once again, I know you're a big Adam Cole fan. Radija, I know you're a big Adam Cole fan. Give me your guys' thoughts on uh, his comeback promo, his presentation. Just give it, just give it all to me. Man, what a freaking moment, man. I was so excited when he popped up. Um, when, like when that, it's all about that boom, hit the screen. Like, I don't really pop. I, I'm not just an emotional guy in that way. But, man, another silent pop for me. I was sitting in the chair, and all of a sudden I looked up. Big smile came on my face. It was amazing for him to come out there. He cut that. And I want to let you guys know this is my moment of the week because I'm a huge Adam Cole fan. Um, he reminds me so much of Shawn Michaels, but he's his own character. Um, and that promo that he cut was amazing. You can see the emotion on his face as he's coming down to the ring. You can hear the emotion in his voice as he's speaking. You can feel the passion. And that's what wrestling's about when it makes you feel something because I felt nothing but joy and admiration for this man for overcoming injuries and coming back on my TV. Now, to be honest with you, I, I, I personally, and something he said is true indeed, Sometimes I would check his YouTube channel just to make sure he was good. Mm-hmm. Just to check in. I just want to see him. I was like, okay, looks like he's okay. All right. And I wouldn't necessarily watch the, the podcast. I do have it. I do have it. Uh, I do subscribe to it. But I particularly just would check in on his pod. I mean, on his YouTube channel just to make sure that he was there. Just to make sure he was good and in good spirits because I was waiting for him to come back on my TV screen. And, oh, did he come back and in the big, big way. What you got, Rhodesia? I was really happy to see him too. Same thing. Um, but I wasn't a silent pop. I was like, oh, so when they came on, so I was super hype um, to see him come back. I really think that his run from again, knowing him from NXT and then him coming over here, I, I kind of felt like it was a little flat, but maybe to Matt's point that because I did see him every single day or every single week on TV, that it kind of made me feel like, all right, same old, same old with him. Uh, but I'm really excited on the second go around. Again, he he looks good. Like you said, whenever you can talk with passion and you're in the crowd can feel it, and I can feel it over the TV, you know, you know, you got you got a fan. No, he he was yep. a victim of bad creative. Like like that's to be honest with you, like he and just wasn't. 
he was booked a lot, right? And you can tell when Tony Khan has his guys because you'll see them quite a bit, right? He'll always continually make something for him, but I think it wasn't the right things they were putting him in. Um, so I'm excited to see him come back healthy, ready to go. He looked phenomenal. I don't know what the, what the, what the chest looked like, but he looked like he, he looked very solid. He, he was definitely tan. tan. Oh, he man. Tan. He, he was, was tan. Orange. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Shout out to him. Tan. He's tan. He's tan. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's ready to go. I'm excited. Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, just glowing, glowing reviews on that. I thought that was a positive. Y'all know I'm biting at the I'm, – I'm chomping at the bit to get his Mercedes piece. Are we going to go Mercedes now? No, no, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Okay, so so yeah, give yeah. the rest of the positives out yeah. the way first? Yeah. Okay. Well, Renisa, you, you said not yet, so you must have some. What, what do you have from last I got a, night's I got uh, a few Dynamite. things. Okay, uh, what you got? One, now, if I had to eat my words, I'm going to be really mad. I think we now officially get a vacation for Moxley. Shout I out. <laughs> Shout out. To John Moxley. Moxley has been trying to take a vacation <laughs> since September 3rd of 2022. He is now, albeit storyline is, he has a concussion, so he's got a brain injury. We had to write him <laughs> out with a brain injury for him to get some time off. If he shows up Wednesday. Yeah, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. You know what? I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I'm about to be a tribalist. I'm down with only WWE at that point. <laughs> Oh, my God. But, but yes, yeah, no, so it looks like he's actually good. getting some time off. You know, that mm-hmm. I thought that match was a mm-hmm. great physical mm-hmm. end of this chapter between them two. They delivered. They they opened the show up, and uh, that was a match worthy of this has been a story for a few months, and now here's the blow-off for now, for sure. And, I, and the crowd took to it. You know, the crowd yeah. was hyped yeah, for yeah, that yeah. match. So I, I like that, and I was, I was interested to see with Hangman being back how that was going to play with the crowd there. But I think it, it went really, really well. So, but again, I'm hoping Mox is now on vacation. It better not be like just a one week vacation. He needs to like go take some time off. Hey, I'm not as passionate about you and this man taking the vacation. The man only works one day a week. I mean, I don't <laughs> like, I don't, you know, like, I don't get the, the big deal, but the same way we saw Adam Cole every single week, we've seen Moxley every single week. <laughs> Hey, get some time away, man. He's a fighting let champion. The, he that goes up for, yeah. for every week. <laughs> we needed that man on TV, but I was that was a hard hitting match. Um, there was some, when they started hitting each other with the back of their heads in the face. Yeah. That like you know so, like again like back when I was younger, I would see these guys take these huge spots and you know kill themselves for my enjoyment. Like right now, as a fan, I have a hard time. I cringe at some of those things. Like it's mm-hmm. you know hitting somebody with the back of their head. Like I, I, you can't cushion that, and like, and you see how red Moxley's face was. Like they were smacking the shit out of each other, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it was poop all over them rings, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a hard hit match. Hey, look, you, you can't say they smacked the shit out of each other and then come with the next sentence and say poop. You got either either, <laughs> either, either, either you all the way in on the shit or you halfway out in the poop. Wait, you we can't, only no, get no, so no, many cuss so words. You, we only get no, so many no, cuss yeah, words here. Exactly. You can only say <laughs> shit so many times before it turns to a different letter. Yeah. We're wow. trying to not be explicit, okay? Exactly. Too, I'm trying to keep PG-13. Shit, 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 shit. Oh, it's R now. It's R now. See? Heal Matt. Heal Matt. Now I've got to flag it explicit. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, What else? What else? So, E, what do you have from that show? Let's see, because I, I got a few different things. What, what was one of the, the big things for you besides Adam Cole? You know what? I'm drawing a blank on what happened on that show. <laughs> Besides, oh, actually, I did. I wanted to do talk about. Uh, we're, I guess, 
it might cue you guys to talk about Mercedes, and I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. But, man, Jamie Hayter, God damn it, she is such a star, man. Yes, sir. Like, you know, because. Yes, sir. So I'm a big Jamie fan. We, we all have been. Um, but when she won the title from Tony, I didn't think it was the time just yet because I felt like there still was some, some, some mustard with Tony as champion. I still think Tony looks good. I think she's a great mm-hmm. wrestler. I feel like there was a little more mileage in her run. Um, but Jamie has really, she's really ascending, right? Something like we've never seen before. It seems like her confidence grows because she's becoming another character, right? She's starting to get some more mic time. She didn't get very much prior to her winning championship. She's getting the mic time. Her strutting mm-hmm. down to the ring, her ring worry. Damn it, man. She looks great in that ring. Her her moves, her clothes, like her finish. I feel like her finish gets stronger and stronger every week. That clothesline looks tough. So I think that's a phenomenal. I think her and Tony, their exchange in that match was great. Um, man, I'm just really impressed with Tony and Jamie and their ring work. And on top of that, I thought Tony and Jamie together looked phenomenal. They had the matching gear. Right, we're seeing a like, lot of. They look like a million bucks. They look. They like look a million, million bucks. bucks, and they like a yep. legit tag team. And we're getting a lot of women tag team matches. So I kind of feel like they're kind of setting the stage for tag team titles, which I don't know they need more of them. But I thought that was a great moment. I'm gonna say something on that match, and then I'm gonna segue to something else before we talk about Mercedes. I actually like to see. I like this. Um, watching Paige. Uh, because I, the first Who? time I saw her, Who? God darn it. Soraya. Okay. I want to make sure we're on the same heart. page. Yes. You know, <laughs> Sasha, Mercedes, Paige, Soraya. Um, but no, seeing Soraya kind of get back that intensity in her moves that she was doing, you could tell that she probably may still have a little bit of ring rust there, but I was really happy to see that because I'm like, okay, this is, she's, she's revving oh, yeah. back up. She's revving back up. To lot, she I was know a her lot be. more comfortable, which she yeah. should be. She was out yep. for like, years yeah but you know what i mean i'm sure she was training taking bumps mm-hmm. you know trying to get her cardio in ring shape but nothing can be replicated of yeah. having a match in front of people and mm-hmm. you could tell that during the pay-per-view it was like a safe match with her and Britt just yep. to get through yep. it make sure that and but she threw caution to the wind a few times uh on dynamite it was a couple of bumps that yeah, she did no, I, was I was like I was okay happy. she's, yep, she's up. feeling pretty good yeah um but before we go back to that to the women's part of AEW. I think, Matt, and I think you got to give him props. I think we got MJF back. So when he, yeah, went, when he went around and he started calling out everybody and they mama and they daddy and all these actors and all these has-beens, I was like, bravo to him because he had been kind of stello. Here we go again with MJF. But he found a new way to kind of just rag on these people. Um, so I, I want to give MJF props for that because I, sometimes I am critical on him. But, yeah, no, I, I was happy to see that back with him. What do you think about that? Y'all too. I agree, actually. I asked, like, you know what? <laughs> you didn't like it, huh? This dude, this dude. <laughs> I actually like that MJF promo. I th- I felt yeah. he's being a heel, and I th- I liked it a lot. And uh, right before you get into that match, though, like, uh, speaking to the same match, mm-hmm. like, I wasn't a big Takeshi. What's the- I can't Ooh-wee. pronounce these guys' names. Yes, sir. Like, I, I, yes, like, I, sir. I wasn't, I wasn't, ca- I wasn't ca- catching on with them. Yes, sir. Wow, what a match. <laughs> What a, a match. match, man! Yes. Those like, hey, I gotta say, he had probably like some of the best slaps I've seen. All of them chop each other really hard, but it was something about the way he was doing it. It was, it was mm-hmm. real nasty and loud. And it, at one point, when when Bryant 
like laid out for it, I feel like that was he really <laughs> needed that break. <laughs> like <for laughs> legit. Mark my words. Today is Thursday, January twelfth. Mark my word, twenty twenty three. That boy is going to be a major player in AEW. I'm talking main event level player. He will be in main events. I don't know about this year maybe, but he is you can just tell. He he is super young. For one, he's moving from Japan to the United States. You don't move unless like you know there's plans for you, but you watch him in the ring, he's got star written all over him. I, I am ecstatic to see him continue to grow and he showed last night he he hasn't had a bad match yet, but once again, you're in there with people like Brian Danielson. We talked about it, but a week ago, two weeks ago, you yeah. only get better when you're in well, ring. You when you're in you the ring elevate. with people, yes, mm-hmm. who are better than you. You elevate, and uh, they did that last night. That match was hellacious. Uh, I mm. thought it was fan fantastic for sure. But yeah, I, I've been big on him, and last night was, for me was kind of just a all right. Now it's time for you to take that next step. You know, he, um, he's got to start getting some wins though. You know, he didn't yeah, lose yeah, anything yeah. by losing. Against, you know, Brian Danielson, we get that. But he's he's that – right now he's kind of pegged at that, man, he's going to put on a fantastic match, but then he's going to come up just short. He's mm-hmm. got to get to the point where we're starting to get some wins here really, really soon. Just like uh, Bandito is going to need to start getting some wins, and it ain't going to be Wednesday next week because he's going against Brian. Which, and Bryan. that's going to be another match Bryan that's going to be incredible, but he's going to lose. So that's more hey, of the Eshan, last night I told Matt, I said – what Takeshna reminds me of, and this is no disrespect to anybody, he reminds me of Okada and Abushi mixed together. That's what he reminds me of. But you know what, though, to, to staying with that point, though, I don't know if he's going to be a big star in AEW or the States. I feel like the language barrier um, is going to always be a factor. I feel like in order to, for wrestlers to see here, you got to be able to connect with the microphone. Uh, so unless he gets, you know, um, you know, he, he gets more fluent with English. <laughs> better than me you know he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna have a, a tough task but i do see him going to new japan coming back there and potentially being a big star there because and they value ring work and the language barrier won't be an issue i could see him being like a replacement or somebody who can go toe-to-toe with a kind of maybe kind of uh uh gosh these guys i'm sorry i can't pronounce their names what's my man's name with the long pretty hair he got really pretty hair man he's old uh, he he does the air guitar. Oh, you're talking uh, about the John Cena of NJPW. Who was a Rhodesia? Ace. Go, go Ace. Go Ace. The Ace. So, yeah, Tanahashi. Tanahashi. There it is, yep. Tanahashi. <laughs> I can see him kind of replacing Tanahashi as that next baby face in that company. So I definitely see there's big plans for him in the future, um, probably over there in a couple of years. Well, he cuts he, out, though. My, he cuts I was out gonna in say, English and in he Japanese. Sure did. So. so you can't say he can't cut a promo. Hey, those Japanese wrestlers know how to cuss, man. Like, they, they, they know how to cuss in, in English. That's for sure. So are you, you guys just mentioned a lot. Uh, I took a note down here. Let me see. First thing, uh, Ishan, back to your quick point. You talked about Jamie and was it, hey, you kind of felt like it wasn't her time yet. To me, it was the exact same way of when the acclaim took on, you know, um, glory. Yes, we could have saw them have a little bit more time with Swerve and Keith Lee. It wasn't time yet for them to break up. But the way the crowd was getting after them, you're like, it's it's time. Same thing with Jamie. Jamie had the crowd behind her something incredible the month before the pay-per-view. So it's like, okay, it's time. To your point of, you know, hey, should we have taken off a Tony Storm? And, um... 
what was up with Tony Storm last night? So she comes out, and she's got this look on her face. The announcers tried to play it off like she was intense. That wasn't an intense look. That was a heated, irritated, maybe even pissed off look. What did you guys think about that? Because I got my own kind of thoughts on it, which is all kind of conspiracy theory pieces. But what's your guys' thoughts? Ah, oh, man. I, you know, I I kind of know what you're talking about there. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope she's good. <laughs> but you, you know, saw it, right? She, she, I you do, saw it, right? You know, she she did quit WWE uh, abruptly, right? Like, she was getting kind of a somewhat push there, and then all of a sudden, you know, a week later, she said, I'm good. I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, who knows? If maybe did she have a, a, a boo-boo face about, you know, dropped the title originally? Uh, I know she didn't. She wasn't happy with the, with the interim title, um, or the interim quote unquote on, on her title reign. I know she wasn't happy with that. I don't know. I mean, they, I, I know what you're talking about. I'm hoping there's nothing to it. Maybe she just was, you know, at the same time, very intense for the actual match. Um, I'm hoping there's nothing, but I know, I know what you're talking about. Okay. I know they gave her the interim. They dropped that. So she was actually a champion, but mm-hmm. I think that she was mad. I think y'all overthinking it. She was just mad because they stole her colors of red and black. That's all it is. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Go back and watch it. I'm like, okay, Tony Storm doesn't have that same effect because she had like a blue and white. It kind of washed out. And you had the the trio superstars with Reba, not Rebel, come down all in black, right, black red, and white. That's all it is. Get her I, back in red and white, and Tony will be different. Mark oh, and, and to your point, I knew she was coming down across these women's championship because she came down in, red and white. in a red suit. <laughs> Right, matching the heels, yep. looking like she's distressed. Like, what your ass doing down here in all red? Like, right. I already knew what was happening. And hey, but a nice acting job because you know, she did sometimes over. I like her segment last week, <laughs> like with the face, <laughs> like just over the top. Right, I felt she did just enough acting um, as far as being shocked at what happened in the playing out um, that day. So, shouts out to Sheeta um, for her acting job on Wednesday. I think uh, if I was a conspiracy theorist, I think Tony Storm knew they were put out there and they were going to not get a non-favorable reaction to the crowd ah. when there was no Mercedes. Well, here we go. Segue yep. to it. That's what I think. Yeah. So let's get into it. Oh, before we get into it, just MJF. Uh, I hit the cricket. Not because of the promo last night. I enjoyed this promo. But what I will say is... They are proving me right of the drum I was banging every week since All Out, which was last September. They should have turned that boy face when he came back, and they did not. And I understand if Tony had 6 to 12 months worth of storylines to keep him healed, I get it. But he is not getting the same type of reactions. Even the promos are not the same since he's been back. And I think that he should be a face. So that was why I kind of hit the crickets. Not the work last night I thought was really, really good, but it's not the same since he's won the championship. And honestly, it's not the same since we knew that, okay, he's a hill now. He's not getting the same reactions. The content is not as good. And some of that you can say he doesn't have a true storyline to, you know, really sink his teeth into. You know, we saw that incredible promo he had with Punk. You know, we saw what he did when he was feuding with Tony Khan on TV. You know, right now he's feuding with Brian. That's more of a 
you don't want to fight me. You're scared to wrestle me. I'm a better wrestler than you. Maybe that's what it is. And maybe once we get past that and we get to Adam Cole, who could, who could be next in line, we get to Eddie Kingston, who could be next in line. Maybe we get some of that back. But every week I kind of just watch him and say, yeah, he, he should be a face. No, stay, we'll stay there with that. Cause we talked about that, um, that he definitely uh, should have turned face. He should have been a baby face. I'm not sure why Tony and he were so stubborn and fighting against the fan reaction that he was getting week in and week out. Um, and, and, and that type of – do we get that kind of pushback and that kind of fight from Vince? Vince was very, very stubborn about shoving certain concepts and visions down our throats that we necessarily didn't want at the time. The fans were ready for an MJF babyface run, and they wouldn't give it to us. And as you said, if they had a, a year's worth of story and content, but they didn't. They were they have been rewriting the entire year since Punk's been out. So it had been easy for them to rewrite a babyface run for MJF, line up some contenders to keep this man hot going into the year. It, the story was there. They decided to kind of go back. And it's almost like it's Groundhog Day. Everything that he's done since that infamous promo, he's just right back to where he was when he started that promo. I mean, he's not any better, in my opinion, or any worse than he was, but he's definitely lost some momentum because that baby phrase run was going to take him over the top. So we are here where we are. Um, you know, he's still a good promo. He's still a good match. But, yeah, absolutely right. Yep. All right. Wait long enough. I'm not going to go on a big diatribe. I'm not going to do that. But I was wrong when I said a month ago, Mercedes Monday would be on Dynamite when they went to L.A. I think that was five or six weeks ago. I came out here and said that. I believed it. I was still on that 36 hours ago. I still said it. Uh, but I blame Tony Khan. Tony Khan, this is the first time that he has not – reeled in expectations or um no i would say that he had he didn't reel in expectations any other time there was a surprise there he's kind of put it out there enough to where okay you kind of know but you don't know this one here and i get tony storm was announced last week i get that i also get that the way she was announced you're like there is no way she's really soraya's partner i also get that Britt went out there and said there's only or there won't be any bosses or I'm the only boss in AEW, and she winked at the camera. You don't have her do that a week before L.A. and not deliver on Mercedes. Now, do I still think – I still give it a 100% chance we see Mercedes in AEW in 2023. But I think them not having her on that show last night was a pretty significant miss. Um, and the show was still fantastic. But the worry for me would be how much – is today's conversation of Mercedes not being on the show and not Adam Cole's back and not a fantastic match seven that only got 15 minutes. And I don't, I don't want to be that guy, but the match should have gotten 20. If you're talking like game seven, match seven, to me, that match should have been the most uh, talked about thing on the show. It should have been the most memorable match out of the seven match series. I don't think it was. I think the match was in incredible i thought it was fantastic but 15 minutes with a commercial break at the beginning of the match so we only got to see like 11 minutes of actual wrestling time on tv i thought that was a little bit of a miss that's nitpicking i get it but we're not talking about that in a lot of circles so that would just be my worry that you had this la show you had your execs there you had you know movie stars in the crowd you had a chance to 
bring Mercedes in where you kind of were talking about her a little bit. Yes, indirectly, directly, and then you don't deliver. So that was kind of, you know, my piece on it. I don't I didn't think it hampered the show personally for my enjoyment. I do think though it took a step down. JAS, Jericho, kudos to you for trying to cleanse the palate of all the fans watching and you I don't know what the plan or what you guys thought was going to happen for that promo segment. That segment was not good at all. And I think, the, of course, the point was if you put a match there, the match is going to get crapped on for the first few minutes because there was no Mercedes. But we could have did something a little bit better than that. It just it didn't fit. And you could tell that they put it there to kind of just, all right, let's risk reset before we go into the main event. So you guys have been saying, hey, I don't want Mercedes in AEW. Yeah, I think you guys even said, hey, I don't think Mercedes will be at Dynamite on Wednesday. So for you, it was kind of more of a probably, yeah, I didn't think she would be there. But now that that show is over, what were you guys' overall thoughts that we did not get Mercedes Monet on Dynamite? I didn't I didn't really care. So, like, to your point, because she's still going to be number 30 at the Rumble. Um, but the one thing I will say, <laughs> the one thing I will say, and I will beat that horn or beat that horse, whatever, that – final match seven game seven all of that however you want to call it at the forum it needed to be longer than that and that is to me was unfair so i don't know what happened if it was automatically slated for only 15 minutes somebody ran over the show no so something, something. But, they they were almost running from spot to spot it's too and much yes, for that show man you know, <laughs> and, 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 and there's a show. difference from hey let's go fast pace high action mm-hmm. to Hey, our time got cut, but we're not going to really cut anything from the match probably, so we got to go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. And that's what it felt like to me. Yep, and that's, like like you said, today, the the morning after, we're not talking about how great that final match was or, hey, guess what, Adam Cole is back. Yeah, we are talking about it, but it was more like, dang, that was a letdown Mercedes in return. So that kind of is, I feel like, is the overall feeling in the IWC. Uh, I could be wrong, but, again, they needed a longer game seven, match seven. Um last night and they just it felt like it disrespected them that's all i really have to say show was still really great though really 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 great and shout out to uh the elite for getting their belts back yeah so we gotta stop them out for that and i'm like what what is he doing what's omega doing like when he was going up there to grab the belt i'm like he's causing he's like simmering he's i'm like grab it grab it grab it so again i'm being the mark that i am i'm just like hurry up and just grab it somebody about to come up on the other side because the way they had the camera position i'm like oh my god somebody is about to come up here and take it from them but yeah they got their belts back yeah i I know we kind of combining two uh stories on this one but i want to stick with the mercedes one um not taking away from anything from the from the triple threat. That was a great match. But I know I tried to play along when we suggested that, you know, Mercedes is going to pop up, but I just didn't see it. I just didn't see it from the get-go because for, just from the way this was announced, I'm like, that's not the way you bring somebody with the star of Mercedes into that company. Uh, you don't – Mercedes wants to be the next rock stone cold. She sees herself at that level. She sees herself as that star. And you're not going to bring The Rock and Stone Cold in to be somebody's mystery tag team partner impromptu. It's just not going to be done. Um, No, like the way to bring a Mercedes in is you announce next week on Dynamite, we have signed the hottest free agent in the world. Tune in Dynamite to see that person. She comes out with the music 
with the entrance, looking the way she looks, and she comes out as the starter she is. You don't debut her standing next to somebody else to share the screen time, to share the applause. No, she comes out in her own start, her own sunshine. That's also a wild kind of against the Bow Wow thing. Like, you don't bring her out with him so he can share her spotlight. No, no, she's just started shining bright just by herself. And, you, and true into that crowd, I think Tony might be a smart man. You know, he kind of played around and tiptoed or let Britt tiptoe with the boss and the winks. And, and, and look, that he might have got a couple extra views because people are looking for her. And that shows you the testament of the star that she is. He might have got a couple extra ticket sales because people are expecting to see her on oh, that they did. show. They right? did. Yep. So, I mean, hey, he never advertised her. He never advertised her. And he never said anything about her coming. But, however, the, the community – we created our own little mm-hmm. story that in our heads about her popping up on that show where if you th- really think about the scenario, it didn't really make sense for her to pop up on that show in the way they were announcing it. Because if they brought her in that way, honestly, I feel like that's just terrible storyline and horrible booking because you don't bring her in like that. So I didn't expect it. Um, do I expect to see her on in, at AEW at some point? I have no idea. I don't know what's going on anymore with her. I know I'm going to see her on February um, for New Japan against uh, Kyrie Sane. I know that for sure. Um, but where she is, where she debuts after that, you know, it's up in the air. Um, but it definitely needs to be in a better light than her showing up as somebody's surprise tag team partner. Absolutely. So you are on a roll. I'm going to give you the next piece, and then we'll, of course, move on to our TFW moment of the week. We've been talking about it for the last few weeks. We never got to it. Let's get to it really quick now. Wardlow in AEW. This man was arguably the hottest act in wrestling at one point last summer when he was feuding with MJF. He wins the TNT title, and it goes right down. After that, of course, right now he's MIA. He's only been a couple weeks, but Aishan. What happened to Warlow? Bad story. Bad storytelling is what happened to Warlow. Man, you want to look, if you want to look at one of my frustrations with the booking of that company, this is the biggest thing for me is the, the, the rise and the fall of Warlow. How do you take a man who six months ago was the hottest thing? I know that we had a segment, and um, again, I'm an old man. I can't remember everything. Keep everything straight. And you felt like, you no, know, the CM Punk MJF was a huge story. And the reason why I think that wasn't is because I felt like at some point it became more about MJF and Wardlow. I think the fans wanted to see Wardlow overcome, beat MJF, and eventually become the champion. And I felt like that became the story. You know, he, he ended up defeating CM Punk, which even gets him hotter. And just the overall story between those two, I think people, the fans in that company, they were ready to see that story unfold. And then we finally got our wish. And then nothing. And then nothing. Uh, and I felt like as soon, after that match happened, it's been downward ever since. Because if he's the number one contender for a championship, why in the hell does he challenge for the TNT championship? And I got to be honest with y'all, man. Them belts, the Atlantic, the TNT, them belts mean absolutely nothing. And it's a shame because I remember when that company first started, championships were going to mean something there. And those championships mean nothing. So you get him uh, a title that absolutely means nothing, and they don't have a story consistently week after week for this man. That's the biggest problem is that – 
he Tony had no plan for this man after that uh, after that original um, championship. I mean, after that original uh, win with MJF, that leads me to believe that maybe he maybe this was not something he planned. Maybe it's something that just organically happened. That happened it was kind of out of his control. He had, had no expectation that this fans fans would get get behind Wardlow, and he didn't know what to do with it. So for me, I think this is horrible storytelling. Um, and I don't think that he can get back to where he was. I think actually they might need to hit Ooh. a reset and Ooh. bring him back to MJF, bring him back to being the bodyguard, turn to him heel, because I feel like a lot of the fans have already started to turn their back on him. What do you think, Roy? Well, I th- no, I oh, think real? that uh real, real quick, I think that you're right about I think no, I think this was the plan. I think it absolutely was the plan. Because if you think about it, he was MJF's bodyguard. They turn, he beats MJF, then he goes for the TNT title against Scorpio Sky. He wins the belt. Fantastic. We're off and running. The problem was that title reign was horrible. One of his first matches, if you guys remember, was against Darby Allen. And I said, that is a wrong call because if it's against Darby Allen, who is a fan favorite, now you're asking the fans to decide who they like between Orlow and Darby Allen for a point of just having a match. And what happened? You started getting some boos in that match against Darby Allen. And not to say that that match was the match where everything kind of went to the side, but that was the match where you look at it and you go, hmm, maybe something's not right with this reign. And then we go through, like I said, he still has the belt. I, I don't think he had a lot of memorable matches uh, in that title reign. He hooks up with Samoa Joe, War Joe, which I wasn't a big fan of because I think both of them should be on their own. Hey, we get to the point where they have a match. Cool. Joe wins. And then they have the match for the TNT belt. And he, you know, Warlow loses and that's it. it. I just think it was misstep after misstep after misstep after the MJF storyline. So, Hopefully they get him back right. Like I, said, I, I did just want to kind of bring it up for a little bit because we have been kind of talking about it over and over again, and it was one of the bigger missteps of last year. You had a ready-made at that point heavyweight, which you don't have a lot of heavyweights in AEW, guy that could take your belt and take kind of take it to the next level, and, and they kind of did not do that. It's funny. Uh, shout out to my guy Rich. He listened to the pod. He he he, he knew we were going to talk about it this week because we had talked about it over the last couple of weeks. He wanted me to remind everybody that Darby uh, made the save for Warlow a few weeks ago, and he felt like that was absolutely preposterous that somebody that's 160 pounds made a save for someone that's 260 pounds. Hey, it is wrestling. He had the. I'm sure he had the skateboard. Don't I don't think he had tax on the skateboard, but. Uh, all in all, yes, we got to be a little bit better when Warlow does come back. We got to figure out how to get him heated back up. I don't know if that's as a heel, as a face. I don't care. I just need him back into the spot where he was this time last year for sure. Hey, so real quick before you, uh, before Rhodesia um, chimes in, so you think that this is Tony's plan the whole time? Well, which part? I think him like, winning the TNT Championship after turning on MJF was the plan. Yep, and then I think that we don't kind of know what's happening after that. And I think that's where it got really, really muddy. And, and you know, to me, this is, this is just a perfect example of why Tony needs help writing these stories and fleshing this stuff out. Cause there's no excuse for what happened to Warlow. It's just, it's just horrible storytelling. 
step by step, everything they've done with him has been a misstep. Um, I, I think that Warlow could have been their version of Goldberg. Like, right? Like that next mm-hmm. homegrown, huge talent. I guess MJF is that, right? Can you think about it? MJF is a superstar. He's a superstar in the Absolutely. world of wrestling, right? Yeah. But I think they had an opportunity to create another one within Warlow. And I don't know. And I think they kind of missed that opportunity. I don't know if he can ever get to where he was at the end of that MJF match when he won. I think that was a peak. That might be at the peak of his AEW career. I got to tell you all this right now. And I'll let you t- um, jump, um, jump in, Rhodesia. I think right now, Warlow needs to go to WWE when his contract's up. It's over for me in AEW. So the what you mentioned, Ishan, about the championships, the Atlantic Atlantic Championship, whatever it's called, you're right. That one is like I I don't get it, whatever. But the TNT belt, I'm actually going to kind of push back on that one. I think that all of the champs so far had who've held it, they brought a lot of um, pride, a lot of respect to that title. I really actually do like the TNT title. I'm happy that he. You know, that he went, he won the championship um, there. And I'm happy that Darby has it back now, too. But, again, the TNT t- championship is great. What, Where they messed up with Warlow is when they started pairing him. He is a star. He is the, the moon, the, the sky, the stars, whatever you want to call it. He did not need to be paired with anybody. And then when they then finally paired him again with Samoa Joe in the last little round about, that just made it even worse, you know. So, repackaging him back to MJF. Hey, maybe I'll be down for that too. Um, But whatever we do with him or whatever they do with him, he has to be by himself. You cannot have him with anybody else because you're going to either just dim the light on him or dim the light on the other person that he's with. And that's where they messed up with him at. I, I do believe that they can salvage it. And I think they can bring it back. Cause again, he's a specimen. He looks good and he works really well. So, but when they started pairing him, that was the demise of Warlow. It's over. It's over for him. And I can also see him in WWE, too. I can see him both. I think he still has a lot of potential. And, again, he looks great. He's money. It's just that he has to be by himself. More will be revealed on Warlow. As you can see, all three of us are huge Warlow fans, so we just want what's right by him. A couple quick notes, then we can get to our TFW moment of the week. Uh, ROH has announced Supercard of Honor for L.A. Mania Weekend, March 31st. They will be going Woo! up. Against, yep, they will be going up against SmackDown and the Hall of Fame. I personally love the move. I think it's extremely smart. I know Tony always said that they would AW would not piggyback on Mania Weekend, but ROH I think is more than fine to piggyback mm-hmm. on WrestleMania Weekend. Quickly, what's your guys' thoughts on ROH having a show on WrestleMania Weekend in LA? Smart, good, wonderful. I don't. I wouldn't mind AEW having a show to rival them. So I guess that's his own philosophy with AEW. But no, absolutely awesome because we already know everybody had their own kind of thing. Maybe not everybody want WWE or can afford to go to WWE. So give them something else. Give them an alternative. It is the weekend is for us, us wrestling fans. You guys going? No, we no. We have we have tickets to SmackDown Hall of Fame. Yep. Look at look at this. Look at this. But it's smart because they've already sold out. For SmackDown Hall of Fame, so we know that show's gonna sell out. But yeah, they uh I think they're running a couple of thousand and as Ishan is messing with his microphone, completely messing up the audio of this situation. But we'd be all right. He, he was he was definitely going hard right there on the on the boom mic. Go ahead, man. Like you got something you really want to say. Go ahead. 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm angry at you guys. I <laughs> sees. Angry. All right, so that means you'll be there. Cool, got it. Uh, <laughs> lastly, FTR said they'll be off TV until April. Said Tony Khan gave them some time off as they need to figure out what their future is going to look like, you know, kind of get their bodies back because they've been working so much. So they will be off TV until April. Ironically, uh, April would be eight months from this past All Out show when someone tore their peck. And when they went out, it was stated that that person would be out for eight months. Kind of funny how that works. All right. Rhodesia. Yeah. You know what time it is. Hit that beautiful jingle. TFW moment of the week. Look at that. We even got a sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) To go with that there. All right. So mine, I, I was going to go with Mox finally getting a vacation. But I'm like, that's not really on TV that he's getting the vacation. But my TFW moment of the week is from SmackDown this past Friday when Charlotte wins and forgets that she's a face now. She grabs the belt from Jessica, the referee. She yanks it. She yanks it, and then she has to apologize to her right on camera, which was just the funniest, coolest thing to kind of see her revert right back into her heelish ways and then remembering, like, oh, hell, I'm actually a face now. So that was super cool to see on SmackDown this past Friday. Rhodesia, what is your TFW moment of the week? Uh, we already talked about it. So in that on Raw, the tag team turmoil match, um, Dawkins going over the top rope, um, landing on Priest and Dom, landing flush on his feet, and it was almost like, what's up to the commentators? I mean, that that was impressive. So that is me. Yeah, I alluded to it earlier. Um, Adam Cole returning to the world of wrestling just was the one of the best moments. Um, as a wrestling fan for me, as a super fan, uh, Adam Cole fan, um, as he said, I was one of the fans that's been checking in on him secretly to make sure that he was okay, to know that he's okay, and he's back doing what he loves, and doing what I love to see is watching him in that ring, and to see him, and to know that in 2023, we're going to get a strong Adam Cole run that promo was one of the best promos i've seen and that's hey that's one thing we say about AEW is that they're known for having some great promos so kudos to adam cole welcome back champ i look forward to seeing what you do this year that's freaking wrestling wrestling adam cole love you baby let's get it go and there you have it episode 15 of tfw podcast in the books Thank you guys, as always, for listening and checking this out. Hey, if you have there not checked is. us out on Twitter, please check us out. Give us a follow at That's FNW. Very active over there for the podcast. We talked about it earlier today, actually in the open. Please uh, give us a follow. Give us a five-star review and a written review. Let us know uh, how you like the show. We would appreciate it. And then we do have YouTube. Subscribe so you see video clips from this and all of our shows at That's freaking wrestling. Once again, thank you for listening. We will talk to you guys next week.